Well worth it. The Elam over here, I never left after Kriya Sikasuba. I told him beforehand, I told Mordechai, if you see me running out, it's nothing I just said. I was reading the Ksuba, and I heard some brachas as I was running up the stairs, but try not to cancel a shear, and originally the chasna was in, well, somewhere nearby. I won't say the name, and uh, it still has some color coordination issues, so it was moved somewhere else. <laughs> I wasn't going to cancel the shear because of that, and I thank Yehuda for his expert driving without the police seeing him, that he was able to... Ah, uh, well, that's another, that's another color issue, but he did a great job. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> So that's uh, brought us here. It's good to see everyone. So let me start off with two shilas on what we were discussing, and then we will go back to the Marmokum. Uh, this first one is from Bensi Brown, who is a frequent contributor, and he has a second one, which was nagaya to a comment we made um, about aggressive behavior with kids breaking things, which we didn't even get to yet in the Gemara. So I'm going to save that for a week and a half from now. That's going to be an interesting topic especially with some of the things that opened up in the New York area and other areas. Uh, so we're going to get to that, and the psychologists are, are welcome. But his first one is Nagea for right now, about the throwing of the challah. I was in Lakewood over Shabbos, and somebody came over to me and said, that was a very interesting shear. I said, which one? He said, the most recent one, about the throwing of the challah. He said, my daughter has a Sephardi girl in her class, and they throw challah. I said, we had somebody in the shear who mentioned that. And um, he said, yeah, but there was no maskana. She said, no, it's uh, in the Syrian community, and they throw challah. So there's something going on over here. Uh, that's the Syrians. They're pretty, you know, long the Syria, unless it was a Tanik Shanishba ben Hasidim or ben Ashkenazim, and they picked it up somewhere else. But the Syrian community has their own Menahagim. So I'm sure we will get uh, some other testimony about that. So he asked the explanation I was given about this meaning of throwing the challah, for everyone, was that it was emulating distribution of the lechem apanim to the kainim, which was on Shabbos. That is interesting, and quite plausible, actually, because it says that they, they did uh, somewhat throw it, and they um, had a lot of kainim who wanted to get, and interesting that, because I said for his son, who was trying to touch up the meaning of his father, went into a dimian to a murim and other sisrei kabbalah, but he said that's one of the reasons he had heard over the years. And then he mentions, interesting piece of history, Yaakov Yolaitis, as far as giving out challah during COVID, I mentioned that people have different ways of when they're not throwing it or passing it. Instead of passing it, they get a tray, they pass it around. He said, I had the source of being by Harav Avigdor Miller a couple times for the Shabbat Suda. You could put this in the book, the next one. He would pass the challah with the edge of his challah knife. Now, that might solve the corona. He obviously wasn't worried about the neshmartem of... <laughs> obviously, it wasn't that sharp, and he was careful, obviously, but he was worried about germs then, and he would... Did you ever um, hear that? Were you over there for Shabbos? No, uh, he would put that phone on the subway and holding the, holding the railing. And, and coming home, you got to wash your hand first thing, you know, because you're holding it in the subway. Here. I think even pre-corona, that would be a good idea. <laughs> and I'm not even so machmer, but yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, but he, he would say, Beferish, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, see, he writes this in the email. He said he was extremely health conscious about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth, the last part, just a little more, sir. We never turned down an opportunity for Shalom Bayes instructions. After chewing the bread, the challah, very well and swallowing, that's also a health thing. You chew your food well, by the way. 
After chewing the uh, bread very well and swallowing, he told the Rebetzin, she turned to me and said, the Rav always says that. <laughs> thought that was cute. And he knew that he always said it. She said it in a self-depreciating and evistic way. Like, it's not that good, but he always says it anyway. And he would say, no, he always says it is always good and you should always express a curse of time because just because it was good last week doesn't mean you shouldn't say thank you. So that was the experience. I thought that was an interesting uh, tidbit. The next one is from David Bressler. And I'm happy none of my comments under my breath go unnoticed. <laughs> I just, that's why I usually say them, although some of them more under my breath than others. I planned on getting to this. The recycling issue is, uh, believe it or not, you would think it's just a regular baltashkas sugya shayla. But as you know, in America, it's a real political hot potato. And there's a fair amount of controversy whether the people pushing recycling are Democrats, Republicans, or their own trucking recycling companies, or all of the above. Uh, so that's going to be part of the sugya. We're not going to exhaust it now. But people have asked, and now they're asking, because we're in the sugya, do you really have to recycle? Well, before we get to whether they're accomplishing anything or not, are we, are we in the red? I don't mean the red as in the other color coordination. Are we ahead or behind? Are we spending more money recycling? You would say, what kind of funny cash is that? Of course we're not spending more. Why would they recycle? You don't know anything about government, if you can ask that, Shaila. So it's not so posh the idea has been around for decades, and there are different states and different regions that are not doing it anymore because it's costing them more to process the recycling. And they figured out, based on this sugya, that hashchasas mammon and tircha and time is very valuable, and that might be more valuable than things you could have turned into some other plastic bottle. And that's very much an important thing in the sugya. You've got to figure that out first. So... Sometimes, sometimes the, just the treatment of it, 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 use, it utilizes resources in other ways anyway. And it also creates, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a big, I... Also, because all the, the energy um, that goes into well, the well aware. It's not so. It's not so. It, I, I researched it because it's important for the sugya. It's not so partial where the we're ahead of behind. Really not partial. I'm not saying there's no value to it. Etsem, if it were cheap enough to do and not with all that collateral damage, no, no, we would love it. What? China's not buying it. Right. That was the problem. China years ago already stopped buying it. Stopped buying it in the bulk they were doing it. And China, don't tell them this, but they really control a lot of the world economy. And uh, just don't, please don't let them know. Um, not, not everything has to go out of this room. And all of a sudden, it's, it's scary. They stop buying it and they stop paying less and they stop interest. And like all the recycling operations that they revved up over decades all tanked and they were all in the red. It's pretty scary. And it hasn't really changed that much. So if you're spending more money to recycle, then you don't have to recycle. There's a shayla of Chil Hashem, somehow these sugis keep coming up. And there's the recycling shayla. The recycling shayla is, are you ahead or behind? That's one child. You have to look at the Matthias in each region. What are they doing with it? They have some, you know, Chachmagan time in. There are regions, when I was reading up on it, there are certain states that actually, after this change, sort of modified it to be able to still make money and figured out how to use that energy created for something else. There are ways to work around it, but big government is slow and change is slow and a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of politics. And there are trucks for the mafia involved. There are all sorts of things going on. And it's not so easy to change. With that said, if your neighbor is an akum or some other, you don't have to be a liberal to really be mocked on this, but it would certainly go with the thing. I'm not saying a conservative shouldn't be mocked if it makes sense, but if they're getting all riled up, then put your stuff in a recycling bin. If they don't care 
And Dilma Chazadina itself, most regions are struggling with it. Not so push it. It's, it's still in the books. That's why I checked in New York State. It's still in the books. I, they have many reports. I've seen it in this neighborhood where you could have something in a bag and then they'll throw it in the same truck. Then there's no Dilma Chazadina. If that's being done commonly, <laughs> then it's like jaywalking, which is not safe, so you shouldn't do it. But is it a crime, meaning Dilma Chazadina? It's, it's not a felony, but... Is it a violation of Dina? So, believe it or not, when we were here the first few years, most people here are from Brooklyn. So, one of the more common shadows I got in Dina is Are you allowed to cross Mark Drive at 2 in the morning? I kid you not. You're from Brooklyn also, aren't you? Lower East Side. You certainly shouldn't jaywalk there. That's dangerous. And it's not too safe in Flatbush. Mark Drive, if anybody's driving within 1,000 feet, you'd see headlights over the mountain. There's nobody, now you'll say, it might be dangerous, you might bump into a deer. That's probably more likely. But is there an instant jaywalking? Is it on the, I don't even know if it's on the books here in Rockland County. But if it were, that'd be a shy. Is that Dinamo Chazdina or does everybody know that, yeah, that, they didn't mean that. So do you have to put it in the recycling where it's costing more and they don't really deal with it and they're not going to it and the garbage man put it in the half a time and saying garbage drug? That would be questionable whether you're bound by Dinamo Chazdina. So his question is, is about Tashkis to use, this is very current, like from two weeks ago, meaning that it switched. I, I mentioned to you that I, we all heard a lot of noise about they were trying to switch in New York, and now it got to the suburb with the plastic bags and the paper bags. It's the first time since my youth, which wasn't that long ago, that I saw somebody come home from shopping with a brown paper bag. I looked at it, I didn't like it. It's deja vu, it looks familiar. I hadn't seen it in decades. It looks like a big waste to me, but I guess that's recyclable and the plastic is filling up. Staten Island, or are we stopping on Staten Island? They're filling up wherever they're filling up, and it's not biodegradable. Was that the problem they were trying to address? So his question is, a very fair question, is about Tasha's to use a plastic bag when you could buy reusable bags for $2. Now, what are reusable bags, by the way, to make sure I'm understanding this question correctly? Mm-hmm. What do you have to buy? Canvas or, Canvas. or like hard plastic bags. Well, when you go to the store now, What's the fallback position? It's illegal now to have plastic bags, depending, even in the suburbs? Grocery stores. Grocery stores. stores. Even in Muncie? They don't give them out for free, but they sell them here. You can sell, you can buy plastic bags? Yeah, Yeah, but they can't just give them. Because that fills up too much. They're assuming. So you can buy them. So reusable bags over here is? Or you can get a canvas bag that's reusable. Can I buy a regular plastic bag? Yes. So that's still legal? Yes. Okay. To disincentivize. Good. Okay. That's what I had heard was coming for a few years. They actually did that? I don't go shopping too much, as you can tell. Uh, about the canvas bags, though, because they try and make them as their equivalent. Right. If you put meat in them or fish in them, there's bacteria, which is going to get on all your food. Why is there bacteria? It's new. It's you're new. buying a... No, 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 no you're, you're going to reuse it. it. Is there a no, oh, you but that's your bacteria. No, but if you, no, no, it's on the meat. It's going to... So if, oh. you, if you don't wash the bag yourself... It's better to have a plastic disposable bag for. And what's it made out of? Canvas? You yeah, can't wash. Can you wash canvas? Are you going to wash it every time you go to? Grocery? Of course not. We're not going to do. Well, so, so just I just want to get a little. Why did why did why did the rabbits come up with a paper bag? Would you have to pay for that? Paper, for that? You don't know. So, so there's some stores are charging for paper. Some stores are just giving paper for free instead. Okay. It'll cost them more, but they're trying to have customers. Trying to keep their customers. Okay. So he wants to know: Is about Tashkis these plastic bags when you could buy a reusable bag for two dollars? The answer is no. It's not about Tashkis because if you have to spend two dollars for something, that's about Tashkis on money. Now, if you want to spend two dollars because it, it's good for the environment 
and you want to participate, I'm okay with that as long as you don't have any other baggage that's associated with Shita. I'm, I'm okay with that. But you don't have to spend money to avoid that as long as it's legal, and you're telling me they'll still offer it. They just want to knock it down to size. Okay. So then the answer is, no, you can use it. You don't have to spend $2. That's the, basically the short answer for now. Whether you have to recycle depends on what I just raised before. Is it going to be a chil Hashem? Then put it where it's supposed to be. You save money because if you have to keep on buying uh, disposable bags every time, eventually you'll make money. Not according to Avi. Avi says you're going to Rahmullah Salaam and have bacteria in your bag. And we don't want bacteria in your bag. You've got plenty of other things in your bag. You don't want bacteria. I don't know how. I don't know how much of a threat that is in terms of... It came out with a study when people were reusing the plastic bags from the store and they were getting all kinds of salmonella in the... I understand, but the, but the meat like they packaged. buy is packaged. You mean the vegetables? They the put cucumbers? Well, no, so the meat, there's always stuff leaking. Yeah, I know. Right, but the next thing you're buying, you wash out. You don't have to wash your cucumbers and you yeah, buy... What it leaks into the bag. It's a little bit... And, and breeds, you didn't wash it off well and enough. Breeds and, yeah. You mean you have a whole science lab in there, exactly. and you and you get like then you get salmonella in your vegetables. Maybe it's just the same people that are using using the bag are using, doing compost and all that. I hope there's not a liberal plot to. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm getting concerned, but that's very interesting. Okay, so then you you can use. Uh, yeah. Just throw out the, the meat bags. The produce bags are still free. Yep. The clear produce bag. Bar Hashem. So we still. still well, they don't come in with a handful of potatoes. To them. <laughs> I just, I, I just funny after hearing, after hearing tidbits like for five years that they're going to do this. I just, it was jarring to see a, a big brown that looked like a lot of money went into that huge brown paper bag. Make them without handles. They're, they're, this had handles. That's not expensive to make. More than plastic, it is. It is more expensive. That's what I'm saying. So you have to measure. Well, the point. I'm glad he asked this because. $2, you have to measure the money and the tircha against that. I understand they're saying, well, if we keep it the plastic bag, the world's going to come to an end. But the problem is, is it really going to come to an end? Because a lot of the same people have been saying the world will come to an end say that every hour today on the news. And say that about, they said that about the ozone layer. And when I grew up, everything was about the ozone. You think corona is... Uh, so I says, I, I, I just remember once that, that they, in camp, there was like, a kid brought deodorant, and the, the people are saying, you can't do that, you're destroying the world, Akash Baruch's world. Like, I, the world didn't come to an end, and I think somebody said it wasn't true, and somebody said, no, it fixed itself. It fixed itself is a great mida and amuna and bitachan. It's fixed itself. You know, Hashem fixed it, or maybe you were wrong in that Hashem didn't let it break. I think they say that the reduction in the amount of like, people doing things that were damaging it helped it... Helped it rejuvenate. Corona um, helped. Because it helps people stop commuting. And they didn't need deodorant. Okay. <laughs> Whatever works, just as long as you understand a Kodesh Baruch with creating. But it's fascinating because this is the debate among the Goyim. They're not using Baltashchis as their, as their main paramount consideration. But if you have to spend too much money and too much tech doing something, you've got to measure what are you really saving. That's really what you have to look at over here. Okay, go to your copies. Uh, I'm going to hold you... Uh, a little longer, so you get your money's worth in coming here. Suddenly, your gasoline's worth. He's going to want that to be Baltashas, and some of you drove here, no? The 202? That's, uh, you got to get your uh, bang for the buck. So go to page six on your copy. And the people who used to eat out in fancy restaurants, I need your help over here for this next one. I warned you to uh, put on, you could say it's about your friend who ate there. You don't have to admit it was you. Um, 
I'm just, I'm, I'm giving you a heads up because I once mentioned this into somebody and he said, yeah, we had this at this place. Well, you'll see what I'm talking about. Take a look at Siv Gimel. It's very interesting how uh, you, you're going to read this and you don't know like who would do this, but they're doing it in the highest ended scenarios. It's Simon Kufayanal, Siv Gimel on page six, two lines down. Mutter Lachal Daisa. Pirish. Chita Neklavitz of Daisa is porridge, oatmeal, whatever you want to call it. So, what are you eating? You're eating daisa. What are you eating it with? So, back to my history lesson from two weeks ago, there seemed to be in the ancient world a shortage of everything. Tables, plates, and now spoons. We take this for granted, like spoons. We haven't used uh, real spoons, and we buy everything. If you have kids around that, I, you know, we have plenty of spoons. And it's hard to identify with this, but he wants to eat the daisa. And the daisa is uh, not, uh, what's, it's not oatmeal. What's the other name for it? Farina, thank you. So it's uh, like water, liquid, you need a spoon. So we get a spoon. They don't have a spoon. He's out in the middle of nowhere, and he wants to eat daisa. So it says here, this is, remember the simon we were in the middle of, about using bread for things. You can't throw it, but you can use it for various things. Now, that might not sound like such a chiddish. He doesn't have a spoon, so he's going to use bread, a nice crusty piece, a little carved out, and he'll use it to eat the daisa. Okay, is that so bizarre? Well, I don't know. When's the last time you had hummus? What are you doing with the hummus in your pita? Now, if any of you tell me you use a fork and a knife and take the thing, then uh, you're much too, uh, <laughs> much too proper for me. Uh, most people who eat uh, pita, they, they serve an appetizer, they give it with a dip. You're eating with a dip. Carefully. It's not supposed to be, but I'm saying the concept of using bread, the other choice is by hummus is to take a fork or a spoon and put it on the thing, which I'm sure some people do. I'm not making fun yeah, of that. You, you want to be. the bread with it. Here, you're not eating the bread with it. So, you know, famous Gemara, Hani Bavloi Tipshai, they're eating Nama with Nama. This is what this is. That's what this is. It's bread, in a liquidy form. And bread. So, the Gemara made the comment that, like, a funny cuisine, that's not our issue now. Lamaisa. He's using it as a spoon to get it into his mouth. So you're saying that's not really dipping, it's using it as a spoon. The hummus, there is a chilik, but it doesn't make a difference because it's both mutter. I'm saying the hummus case with the pizza is certainly mutter. You're saying he's not trying to get hummus in his mouth, he's trying to eat bread with a little hummus. That's fine. Here, Naniach, he's trying to get the dice in his mouth. You would think it's a bizarre, get yourself a spoon or eat potatoes. What are you using the spoon made out of real food? It's kamash mulan, it's mutter. Maybe. We'll see the next line. So what's going to happen over here with your um, porridge is that the thing gets liquidy and you're eating with a piece of bread, even if it started off stiff and crusty. It's going to get very yucky in fancy English. So many people have had extra bread, which in the old times they generally didn't, but some people could afford it. You're not going to want to eat this afterwards. You finish the thing and you put down the bread. So the Mojave says no. We give you a right to use it, but who you got to finish off the bread. Don't leave food over. That's Baal Tashchis. So you look already like you uh, have a light bulb on your head. Well, let me just finish the sentence, and then we'll... Hamadakt uh, again. Now, that's the Iker Din. Hamadakt again. says the Because this is not Parshat. The Iker Din is Mutter. It's not a Bizayin, but it's a Shtekel Bizayin. So it's better each bite to eat some of your spoon. 
that's really what's going on over here. And hopefully you'll finish in tandem your spoon and the dice at the same time, because if you finish your spoon before the farina, you're going to have a problem. And you're going to do the farina or go borrow a spoon from somebody. So the hider is to eat it with a spoon. Okay, fascinating din, trying to get a, an idea and a balance of how much you can use bread for your needs. And then Ramah adds again, don't forget to finish it. We'll see what he's adding in a moment. And actually, let's see it now, then I'll go to the case. Uh, look at the brackets, about six lines down the wide lines in Yud Zayim. Spoons made out of wood, then. If you go to the Far East, they have chopsticks, but the other things are made out of wood also. So he says, you're using eights, you're using bread as a maisa eights, it's not that covered. So the Madakta again don't want to go there, and they at least want to use it, have an excuse, and take a bite each time. Your point before is what he's saying is that now it looks a little more, I still agree with you, Chilik, it looks a little more like you're eating bread, and what's the dip is the daisa. But I agree with you. It's a shtikala rama, because that's why the Gemara was saying, it's a funny dip. Hummus, tachina, we got jalapeno, we got lots of choices. It's the same min. So it's not really true. That's what's interesting over here. It's the optics of what's bekovedik. So if you eat in each bite, it looks better, because then somebody walks by, I don't know exactly what's in there, but you're dipping something in, you're eating it, so it could be hummus, whatever it is. You're not trying to fool anybody, but it's more bekovedik, even though there is this obvious chilik. And that's why it's a hither. One more. So the Ramah is adding over here, don't depend on somebody else to eat it. Don't say, ah, somebody's going to eat it. There's always hungry people around. No. You've been biting out of this spoon, shrinking it as you go. The Mechaber says, you should eat it afterwards. The Ramah says, make sure you eat it because you leave it to somebody else, not going to want to eat it because, talk about germs. This is worse than an F train uh, that strap you're holding onto. Uh, far worse. The guy's been slobbering all over it. You know, like it's so... My mother says, make sure you eat it. Yes? Oh, <laughs> I, you just fell into the trap because I was going to ask somebody who's going to admit they eat at a fancy restaurant. So I told this over to somebody, it's fine, it's good, it's all good. You, you volunteered. Doesn't have to be fancy. I never heard of this, but I don't eat out at all. But exactly, I want to know, is there a name for this? I don't know if there's a name for it. I asked the guy, I said, you have a name? Is this going to come up in shear? This is a conversation from four months ago. So he said, no, it's called soup in a bread bowl. That's not very fancy, but that's what it's called. So they have, I think it's a very shtadi idea. It's certainly different. Instead of China, we have all shayla, tefillah, kalim, it is glazed, not glazed. You don't do tefillah, kalim on a bread bowl. That's for sure. So you have soup, hot soup, boiling hot soup in a bowl. I guess they bake it well, so it doesn't seep through right away, I suppose. And he's eating his onion, mushroom, barley soup. And he's eating it in a bowl. So what's the din? So this is, I think, as bad. You can tie it worse, maybe a little better. I can dash it both ways. Basically, using as a spoon instead of a spoon using as a bowl. And what's the din? The machab is in maker, then it's okay. But make sure you eat the bowl afterwards. And the madaktagin would, as you eat the soup, as it gets lower, chip off a little piece and take some. I think that's how it's meant to be. Um, they must have learned this din. I think... Because most people are choosing the bread bowl. It's, because, it's not that the restaurant is trying to save money. It's that the people want the bread... I, the infusion of the bread into the soup. Did you ever have this? Yes. Okay, did you like it? Yeah. It's a lot it's of bread. Not, though. It, uh, it is, I, a lot. is it a crusty, it's not a soft bread. It's, it's hollowed out, and it's a crust. <laughs> okay, so there's a guy in the kitchen going like this before. I'm not interested already, but okay, call me a machmir. Uh, but, uh, the, one is shaped. 
that I hear, shape it like a bowl. Why would you want to take a loaf of lechem shachar and hollow it out with your hopefully gloved hands? Um, but okay, somebody hollowed it out or they made it like that. And you actually, as the soup went down, you took a piece each time? Well, you didn't know about the madak thing over here. But it is a lot of bread. I, I, I had it once. I just. I oh, okay, so what's going to happen then if it's a lot of bread? That means most people are either finishing 10% of it, 20%, 30%, and you have a huge amount of bread going in the garbage. Well, I, I hope you were joking. He doesn't really hollow it out, does it? There's a better. Why hollow it out? Bake it as a bowl. It's like a pie crust. Will you? Of course you can. It's a pie crust. Why not? You can't. It doesn't go? You, I know you make bread at home. It doesn't go? You can't do that? You got to hollow it out? There's a guy in there from some nationality, maybe Jewish, uh, scraping it out with his gloves. They take out soft parts from bagels also in places, right? So I don't get me started on that. That's that. Please remind me about that. That's a, that's a good baltashke shayla. Uh, <laughs> took a bagel. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll get back to that. But we live in America. We are quite spoiled. You guys in Europe, somebody watching, in, uh, one, of the, one of the peasants in, in Russia, Lithuania, where they didn't have shalchmanus or any shalmzachers, at least they couldn't afford it, and there's a guy peeling out half the thing because he, his teeth are too dainty and doesn't want to... If I understand people sometimes have soft teeth, so why don't you just get bread? They want a bagel, and they... Who's this for when they, when they take out the inside? They just don't want to have too much carbs. They want the outside. Oh, they want the crusty part. They have right. strong they teeth. They want the soft part. They just want... Oh, because I had a guy actually once complain to me at a function. It wasn't here. He was an older fellow. I felt bad. And he said, I understand. Why are they serving bagels on locks? He kept murmuring. I said, bagels on locks? How can you have more Jewish than bagels on locks? Well, I don't know what he was asking. So he said, no, I can't bite into this. So I'll have to send him the shear. But um, I, I think it's a setup now for, if you're telling me, for those who had it, did you finish the whole thing? It's chat any mask here. If they're making it a lot of bread, then you're setting up a thing for Baltashas. And what for? It's only a marketing gimmick. It can't be, I understand, we have soup, Lel Shabbos. People put Kredluch, and they put Matzah, and they put Challah, and they put, I, we do all that, Mandaluch, and I, I'm okay with that. That's the same taste as the bread, and you're not going to waste that. You put in what you're going to eat. Why, why is it different than on Friday night? Uh, you must have missed a shear or two. We make French toast. You're invited Sunday morning. When I get home for breakfast at 2, a, 2 p.m. on Sunday, uh, this French toast waiting for me. That's seven hours old, but it's 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 we don't you know you don't have to waste okay, so, it. So Here you're setting up. If if nobody anybody else, you had this in the restaurant. But it's the same. It's soggy. Okay, so so no one else is gonna want to eat it, but you don't want to eat it either because you had some of it. Did we partake? So you took five percent of it. No, you washed already. I hope they're not serving Mazona's bowls. That's really going to get me going. The, they're serving Mazona's bowls. Okay, I think we should boycott the whole thing. And uh, that's uh, Chinese Oh, we have it over here. So, what is there a name for this fancy thing? Somebody should name it. We should name it Baltashka's bowl, something like that. Okay, on that positive note, I'm going to get back to the Chasna and dance a little bit. So. Uh, <laughs>